Hello, and welcome once again to Pete Cook's Jazz Corner. In this episode, episode number 23, I'd like to enlarge a bit upon a topic we looked at in episode 20, that is guide tones. Now, if guide tones are something with which you're not yet familiar, or if you feel you need some revision on that, then please do stop now and go back and listen to episode 20, because that will put you in good stead for what I've got to say today. The other thing is that today's podcast is probably best listened to with the accompanying PDF lesson guide in front of you. So if you're not listening to this via my website, uh, it would be a good idea for you to go to my website now, which is www.petecooksax.com and go to the appropriate podcast page and download the relevant PDF guide. And I'll give you just a, a while to do that and catch you in a while. Okay, folks, well, hopefully uh, you're all now equipped with the appropriate PDF lesson guide. And you'll see that what I'm going to use for this podcast and probably a subsequent podcast that takes this topic even further still is uh, Jerome Kern's tune, All the Things You Are. Now, this is a fantastic tune to work out on, whether it be for playing or for writing or whatever, because in the course of its 36-bar sequence, there's a chord built on all 12 notes, um, which, of course, means if you're able to play all the things you are in 12 keys, you've pretty much covered all the bases, jazz-wise. Uh, anyway, getting on to today's business, which is guide tones and taking guide tones a little further, what you'll see at the uh, top of the PDF guide is the root notes and guide tones of the first eight bars of all the things you are. Now, as I'm sure you know, guide tones are nothing more complex than the thirds and sevenths of the chord in a chord sequence. And if we take the principle of minimum voice movement, which seems to be a good uh, principle regardless of musical genre, what we end up with is a couple of lines that go very smoothly through the changes and describe quite explicitly what's going on harmonically. I'll see if I can uh, play you an example of what you can see on the PDF guide. Here we go. Okay, that's fairly straightforward stuff, but just to make sure that you understand this absolutely fully before we continue with the meat of today's podcast, I'm going to play that example for you just one more time so you can watch it go by on the guide. Okay, there we go. Now, you know about thirds and sevenths behaving in the way that they do and when our harmony tumbles around the cycle of fourths in the way it tends to, um, the seventh of one chord tends to join onto the third of the, the chord that follows it and so on and so on. Now, what I'm going to lay on you today and the point of today's podcast is to let you know that 
the fifths and ninths of the chords do pretty much the same thing as the thirds and sevenths. That's to say that as our harmony tumbles around the cycle of fourths, the fifth of one chord will move seamlessly towards the ninth of the chord that follows it, and vice versa. So we end up with another two lines that are effectively guide tone lines, albeit with fifths and ninths. Have a look at your guide. This is an example of guide tones plus the fifths and the ninths. I hope you can see there, or rather more importantly, I hope you can hear there that the harmony sounds a little more fleshed out now and a little more colourful. You'll also see when you look at the stuff written out that the fifths and ninths do indeed behave in pretty much exactly the same way as our thirds and sevenths did. So just so that you can uh, see and hear that in action one more time, here's the example again. And that, folks, is pretty much as far as I'd like to take this topic today in this podcast. Um, it's, a, it's a much shorter podcast than usual, but there's a hell of a lot of study involved in what I've just shown you there. So what I suggest you do is apply that to as many different chord sequences as you can and see if you can actually get to go through these chord sequences actually playing the fifths and ninths lines through the changes, as well as the thirds and seventh lines. It should give you a much better understanding of the harmony, more importantly, a good understanding of how the individual notes in the chords relate to one another. And finally, uh, one extra thing I should say is that you'll notice that in the eighth bar of that chord sequence, I've actually uh, gone to C6, uh, from C major 7th and um, I just thought I'd say that I did that because I like the I like that particular voice movement and it saves you having the same chord for two bars. Um, the next podcast on this kind of topic is going to go into voice leading in quite some detail and uh, so it's quite relevant for that. But that's pretty much where I'd like to leave it for today. So uh, I hope you get something out of this and until next time. Keep it swinging.